Yo, this is David back again with another episode of the Blood and Fire Radio Podcast. This is episode number 139. Hope you guys liked the last one. Um, yeah, this one is a little bit late. Not gonna lie, it was self-imposed. My bandmate in Krigsgrove, uh, Cody, plays in another band called The Argonaut, and I have intended to go see them for a while now, and I kept on just uh, letting them down over and over again. They would play, and I would say, yeah, I'm probably gonna try to come out to that show tonight, and then I would just fall asleep, or just decide I didn't want to go out again or whatever, and just wanted to stay home. So yeah, I kept on uh, on missing shows, and so finally this time I said, damn it, I'm going to go. So I went on Saturday, which is typically when I'd be recording the episode. So I'm recording this one on Monday, and I'm hoping it'll be posted by Tuesday night or Wednesday morning around there. So yeah, you guys can enjoy it on Wednesday. So thank you for being patient. So yeah, this one's a normal episode, um, and I think the next one is going to be as well. I've, I've kind of already got uh, some ideas for the next episode, but uh, I really like the mix on this one. Got some death metal, got some black metal, some melodic stuff, some really heavy stuff. It's kind of all over the place. So let's go ahead and go to Norway here. This is a death metal band that has been going since 98, and it was originally formed um, partially by, um, I've always pronounced it, Chort. The uh, former, I guess he played bass in Emperor for a bit, but he is probably best known as being a longtime guitar player for Carpathian Forest. Uh, he's no longer in Carpathian Forest, but uh, he was in there for a long time, as well as Green Carnation. Uh, but yeah, they just kind of formed this one just as a uh, means of, of doing just some very straightforward death metal. And um, some of the older albums I really enjoyed, and I've really lost touch uh, with their output over the years, but uh, they released a single recently that, while it sounds very kind of modern death metal, um, it's still a pretty cool song, and it just kind of popped up on a uh, new releases, you know, type thing that I was listening to on Spotify, and I said, now there's a band I haven't really listened to much in a long time. So yes, um, no idea what the name of the album is going to be that this is going to be on, but they released a random single on February 24th, um, and they've got 10 albums so far. Their last one was in 2021. So yeah, I can only assume that uh, this single comes off of a new one that's going to be coming out later this year. Uh, they're currently signed to Soul Cellar Records, so I can only assume that's uh, who's going to be releasing this new one. But uh, as it stands now, this is just kind of a standalone single. So yeah, if you want to hear it, it's out there on Spotify. So here we go. From Norway, this is Blood Red Throne with Lactrodectus, which I believe is the scientific name for um, the Black Widow spider, actually.
was Blood Red Throne from Norway with Lactrodectus. Pretty cool song, definitely, you know, more of a modern death metal sound than a, any sort of an old school vibe or anything like that, but still pretty cool. Alright, we're going to Greece here. This band existed from 1997 until 2019. They haven't officially broken up, but they're just kind of listed as on hold right now. Um, that band is Nermateran. And the only reason I've heard of them is because I was listening to a uh, very recent episode of the Thomas Erickson podcast, which of course is the podcast um, that the singer of Mork, Thomas Erickson, uh, has been doing kind of off and on. Whenever he has time, he'll drop a new episode, but he doesn't really seem to do it with much regularity anymore. Uh, I think it was more of a COVID lockdown project for him, and then once things kind of open back up, he kind of it's not a top priority anymore. But anyways... He had um, Sikalig, is how I've always pronounced it, a guitar player who uh, I know he did some live stuff with Gorgoroth, and he uh, he also does uh, Den Sakalte, and that was one that was kind of a super group at one point. Um, had Nicholas from Shining in it and stuff like that, but uh, they've had kind of a merry-go-round of members over the years as well. But he was Greek, which I did not realize, and then he moved to Norway. But when he was in Greece, this was his band, Nermateran. So he was talking a lot about his musical origins and such during that um, interview with Thomas Erickson. So it piqued my interest, because I don't think I had heard of them before. Uh, they've released several albums. Um, as I said, they've been around since 97. They've put out eight albums and three EPs. Um, and I initially had something in mind to play off of one of their two, 2005 album called Discipline Manifesto. I really think that album's pretty cool. Um, but I changed my tune because by the time 2005 rolled around, um, that musician, who at the time, his stage name with Nair Materin was Morpheus. 
So he was out of the band by 2005. So I said, well, I feel like I should maybe go back and play something that he actually participated on. Um, so I'm going to play something off of an album called Skotos Aeneon, is how I, <laughs> it's how I would pronounce it. It came out in uh, December of 2000 through Black Lotus Records. And this one was their second album, I think. First one was called Up From The Ashes from 98. But yeah, second album, still pretty raw. Um, but it's pretty cool. I, I think it's pretty cool. The guitar work is good. He does guitar and vocals on this. Um, and they continued for quite a while after he had left and moved to Norway. But, uh, yeah, it seems that they're, they're on hold now. But this one's a little long for being so early in the episode, but it's not drastic. It's like eight minutes. But it's a cool tune, so. Here we go, off of their 2000 album, Skotos Aeneon. This is Nermateran with Astro Thetis Cosmos.
There we go. That's Nair Materin from Greece with um, whatever the hell I said it was called. Hang on a second. I still have my notes written down for the one that I was initially going to play, which was called Land of Dreams, but this one's called Astro Thetis Cosmos off of uh, Skotos Anaean. Yeah. All right. Moving on here. We're going to Finland. This is a kind of melodic death metal band, five-piece, that's been going since 98, and that is Kalma. And Kalma is one that uh, my friend Chris introduced me to back in high school. I forget what computer class we had. I mean, we had several classes together over the years and all that, but this one particular computer class was a bit of a free-for-all of nonsense. Like, they would have certain projects for us to do. We'd all be at different stations, and it would just kind of rotate over the course of the weeks. So we'd be in one station for a whole week working on some sort of project and then move on the following week. But it was very unsupervised. Like, the teacher was there if we needed help, basically. But uh, the way the class was laid out, there was a lot of kind of privacy, I guess, at these certain computer stations. So half the time we would finish that project in no time at all. And then we would just goof off, like, just listen to music and stuff and check it out. Just random stuff. And, um... And yeah, that this you know was one of those bands that Chris had been getting into at the time, so he brought the C his little portable CD player and a couple of his Kalma CDs and stuff. So I remember listening to them back then and really enjoying it, and um, just looking through the booklets and stuff of the CDs. But yeah, I haven't really kept up much with their last couple. Like their early stuff, I really liked a lot, um, but their last couple of records, I haven't really paid attention to. And uh, they're about to come out with their first one in five years uh, in May. So it's self-titled, and it's coming out on May 26th. Uh, it's their ninth album overall. It's coming out through a Finnish label I haven't heard of, Ranka Kustanus Records. No idea. haven't heard of them before. But, um, but yeah, I really, you know, like I said, haven't paid close attention to what they're up to. So whenever I saw that they were releasing a new single, uh, it just kind of piqued my interest, and I checked it out, and... They definitely have not strayed from the formula. Um, they still sound like Kalma, absolutely. And especially with Children of Bodom, you know, not being around anymore, um, I feel like they're kind of the next in line to kind of carry that torch of that style, that real guitar-driven, uh, melodic death metal style. And, yeah, I have high hopes for this, uh, for this album, just given this first single. So, here we go, off of the self-titled upcoming album, this is Kalama with Haunted by Guilt.
there we go. That is Kalma from Finland with Haunted by Guilt. Um, outstanding guitar work as always. They definitely never disappoint in that department. Uh, my old band, Obsidian Throne, actually did a cover of theirs once. We did a cover of The Groan of Wind, and that was a hard that was a hard one. <laughs> There's a lot, lot of double bass going on in that one, and uh, the lead guitar especially just goes for the entire song. Like It's just never really taking a break to kind of do what the rhythm guitars are doing and stuff like that. It's just doing its own thing for the start to finish in that song. It's crazy. Um, but they're a really fun band. All right, we're going to Sweden here. Uh, Four-piece, that's been going since 91. I don't know how continuous that has been, but they started off kind of going for... Ooh, I bumped my mic. Um, going for, you know, more of a black metal sound, and then as they kind of wore into the 2000s and such, um, they're kind of uh, more of a blackened, you know, speed metal, thrashy type thing these days. The band's called Unpure, and... Um, they're one that I really don't hear talked about that much, but uh, what kind of made me check them out was the fact that they're on the uh, Invictus roster out of Ireland. Great label, so if they're signed to Invictus, then I'm uh, inclined to believe that they're pretty good. Um, I'm going to play something off of the debut. It just kind of has this more kind of DIY rawness to it, um, but they don't really play fast. There's not a lot of fast black metal going on, so it's a little slower, got a little more atmosphere to it. Um, but yeah, the debut was self-titled, came out in April of 95. They've got five records, and uh, there was a pretty long hiatus before their most recent one. Like, they put out records in 95, 96, 2001, 2004, and then there was nothing until this year. <laughs> so, they just put out a record called Prophecies Ablaze. Um... But yeah, I'm playing something off of the debut from 95. And it came out through Napalm Records. And um, as I said, they're signed to Invictus now. So yeah, I honestly have not uh, really looked into this new one much. But um, I need to. But uh, I've heard the first couple since I've been checking them out. And I'm just kind of working my way up the discography from there pretty much. But, uh, but yeah, not a band that I hear too many people talk about. So... Here we go off of their self-titled 1995 debut. This is Unpure with Other Side of the Sea.
Alright, there we go. That is Unpure from Sweden. And there's my son's cat making his usual appearance. Um, but yeah, that was Unpure with Other Side of the Sea. That's a pretty cool record. It's got a lot of atmosphere to it. Um, I like the guitar tone because it's very Burzum-esque. Um, as far as not being overly fuzzy, you know what I mean? Um, although Burzum definitely has their songs where it's overly fuzzy. Alright, we're going to uh, the UK here out of Yorkshire. Been going since 88, five-piece, and uh, one of the big, you know, Peaceville, UK, you know, Doom bands from back in the day. That is Paradise Lost. They're easily probably my least favorite of that bunch, um, although Anathema has gotten pretty weird over the years, for me at least, but their early output was, uh, was gold, of course. But Paradise Lost, musically, has always been great, and my biggest issue has always been the vocalist. I've just never gotten into his voice. But uh, there are still some uh, some gems in there, in their discography, and, uh, you know, it, with me, it's not even entire albums. It's usually just specific songs that I'll hear on certain albums that I'll say, okay, that one was cool, I liked that a lot. Um, and this is, you know, falls into that category for sure. So I'm going to play something off of their 2015 album called The Plague Within. That's their 13th album out of 15 they're up to now. Um, but that was released through Century Media. And, you know, they had kind of uh, gotten a little strange with some of their albums in kind of the you know late 2000s and stuff. But um, then they started to kind of get uh, heavy again and there was more growling again. And, um, honestly, I think that once Nick joined Bloodbath, he kind of found an affinity for growling again. And he's been utilizing it more in Paradise Lost as well. And, um, but yeah, this particular song, I think it might be the opening cut off of this record as well, if I remember right. But, um, just catchy. Just really catchy, well-put-together song, and, uh, you know, nice and clear production. And that album as a whole is definitely one of their one of their better ones. Whenever they started really kind of moving in the in the right direction again, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, from what I understand, they just uh, recruited a new drummer because they lost their previous drummer to Opeth. He's now drumming for Opeth, so they were utilizing this Italian guy for some of the tours after that. And I guess they decided to make him a permanent member. I can't remember his name, but it is something very very Italian. <laughs> so. That's good that they have like a permanent permanent drummer again. So here we go off of 2015's The Plague Within. This is Paradise Lost with no hope in sight.
Alright, that was Paradise Lost from the UK with No Hope in Sight. Definitely one of my favorite tunes of theirs. Very catchy. Um, Alright, going to Poland here. This is a four-piece. That's been going since 98. Um, they've had some members come and go, but the, uh, the constant has been uh, Inferno from Behemoth. This is just kind of his other band. But um, I had kind of not talked down about Azeroth, not intentionally, in the past, but there were times when I would refer to them as, you know, it's good death metal, but it's not memorable. You don't really remember what you just heard. But as the years have gone by, and I listen to them more, I do come away from those albums with some catchy, you know, parts and stuff from some of these songs that stick in my head. So, you know, whatever I had said before, it, uh, it does not hold up as far as how I feel now. I do view them as a really good death metal band, and uh, they do have their memorable moments from time to time. Um, I kind of like some of their older vocalists that have had more of a higher delivery. Some of the more recent stuff, the guy has a little bit lower delivery, which still sounds perfectly fine, but uh, just my own personal preference. But this one that I'm about to play, I've seen a drum cam video for, and I can't remember if it was Inferno or if it was Stormblast, who's the other drummer that they have fill in, you know, whenever Inferno's uh, on tour with Behemoth or something like that. They'll just have, have Stormblast step in from Deus Mortem, uh, and I forget, well, what the hell's the other one? It'll come to me way later, I'm sure. But anyways, he's the one who steps in for Inferno uh, most of the time. But I've seen a drum cam video of this particular song and thought it was a really cool tune. So the album is called In Extremis, and it came out in April of 2017 through Agonia Records, and it's their sixth album out of seven. So their last one uh, came out in 2020, and from what I understand, uh, they're working on a new one as well. That I'm not sure if it'll be this year or next year when it's actually released, but uh, but we'll see. They're very always quality, so looking forward to it. But yeah, this particular song, like I said, just from seeing it on the drum cam videos, uh, I think it's one of their stronger tunes, and uh, definitely one of the stronger ones on this album. So here we go off of 2017's In Extremis. This is Azarath with Annihilation. Oh! 
was Azarath from Poland with Annihilation. Um, excellent tune. And if you're like me and uh, you're into drumming, I suggest you uh, check out the drum cam of that on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Um, all right, we're going to Austria here out of Salzburg. This is a pretty new <clears throat> band, a four-piece that's uh, formed in 2021. Um, I had to kind of look up the pronunciation of this. Um, I, I guess it's uh, based on a Latin phrase, but uh, from what I can tell, it's pronounced Ars Goatia. And I guess that's some sort of a phrase that represents like the conjuring of demons or something like that. Um, but I had never heard of them, and that's really what prompted me to check it out. I came across um, the band name on Spotify as like a related artist type thing. And uh, I forget who I was listening to in the first place, but I saw them as a similar artist and really liked the cover art. <laughs> so just those two things alone is what prompted me to check it out. So um, they just released their debut album called Hiding Amongst Humans on February 2nd through Van Records. And that's another thing that I knew I was going in the right direction because Van Records tends to release some good stuff as well. So yeah, I really knew nothing about them going into it and... Uh, Thought the cover art was cool and checked it out and really enjoyed it. It's not particularly fast or really intense, you know, but it's harsh and it's heavy and it's very black metal rooted, of course, and it's just kind of this wall of sound. And uh, to me, I'm, I kind of get vibes of like when Funeral Mist does some of their slower songs that they seem to do on every album. There's always one or two, but it kind of has that vibe um, to me, and I just really like it. I like the production. I think the atmosphere of it is just really cool and um yeah i just wanted to share so here we go off of their debut album hiding amongst humans this is ars goatia with when heresy repeats itself
There we go. Now, some of you are going to look at the name of this band and say, well, that's pronounced Geisha. It's not Goatia. And we're both right. It's one of those words where it's kind of like there's no wrong way. <laughs> there's like four different ways to pronounce it. 
And from what I was reading, uh, you know, the modern pronunciation would be geisha, but the classical Latin pronunciation would be goatia. So given the nature of this band, I would assume that they would be going for like the old school Latin pronunciation, but you never know. Maybe it's Ars Geisha. Who knows? Only they do, and uh, I certainly can't find anywhere <laughs> where they have said it out loud for me to know. Anyways, we're moving on here to the USA out of California. I think out of Los Angeles more specifically. Four-piece death metal band that's been going since 2011, and I think they are excellent, and that is Skeletal Remains. Uh, I was just wearing my Skeletal Remains shirt yesterday, as a matter of fact. But, um, yeah, I really hadn't heard much of them at all for the first couple of records, but for their third album, really liked that. And then the fourth album, the most recent one, really liked that a lot as well. Um, and Charlie Corin, who's been doing live drums for Incantation, and who is now doing live drums for uh, Morbid Angel on their most recent tour, he actually drummed for Skeletal Remains uh, as like a session member for their last album as well, so just kind of a tie-in there, because uh, Skeletal Remains is actually on tour with Morbid Angel right now. So, yeah, just one big happy family, I guess. But um, I'm going to play something. I've played something off of the fourth album uh, before, at least once, uh, on the podcast, so I'm going to jump back a little further here and play something off of the third album, which is called Devouring Mortality, that came out in uh, April of 2018 through Dark Descent Records. And um, they have had some lineup changes, like, you know, they seem to kind of have some drummer changes every once in a while, but the guy that they've been using um, most recently really does a great job. I've seen them uh, with him just once, I believe, because I was going to go this most recent time, like when, when Morbid Angel was coming through, it was just a week ago, a little over a week ago, and um, tickets were eh, a little pricey, and um, it was a week that I had my son, and he initially said he wanted to see Morbid Angel so he could watch Scotty Fuller play drums in person, but then Scotty Fuller, Scotty Fuller's not even on the tour, um, so it was one of those things where I just kind of like as it was getting closer to that concert date, I just kind of didn't say anything to see if he would remember. <laughs> and he did not remember that Morbid Angel was coming to town, so I just kind of said, all right, well, we'll just let that one pass then, because I don't feel like spending $60 to not even get to see the guy he wanted to see, you know. So I opted to go to Vader instead the following Monday, uh, which was a great show. But anyways... I've seen Skeletal Remains once, and uh, and they were great. I would love to see them again, just not for $30. Anyways, here we go. Off of their third album, Devouring Mortality. This is Skeletal Remains with Seismic Abyss.
we go that is skeletal remains from california with seismic abyss love his voice too it's very reminiscent of uh of what's his face from uh, asphyx martin van drunen um all right we're going to italy here a band that's been going since 86 they are a five piece and this falls under the category of bands i don't like but everyone else seems to like so i decided i'd play it on the podcast <laughs> so they're kind of considered legends uh, that is Mortuary Drape, and I've never really gotten into them. Uh, if you're into them, then that is totally, totally fine. No judgment here, but uh, they're just a band that I've always kind of shrugged my shoulders at and said, I don't really see what the appeal is, but okay. Um, but yeah, I, I really can't speak for how people feel about all of their albums, but I know that uh, I do see this debut mentioned a lot as far as you know these kind of classic kind of black metal albums that uh that i don't know people kind of put on something of a, of a pedestal so i'm going to play something off of that debut they've got five albums in total uh but the debut came out in 94 called all the witches dance and that came out through unisound records and yeah i don't really know what else to say other than this isn't my bag but hopefully it's yours so here we go, off of the debut, All the Witches Dance, this is Mortuary Drape with Funeral Chant.
drape with funeral chant it's not terrible by any means I don't want to give that impression but it's just not I just don't see what the big deal is really it's not something that I really go back to and listen to much but it is what it is alright we're going to Sweden here this band has been going since 09 they've got five albums that is Skogen and they're one that I kind of discovered late um, only within the last few years, maybe three years ago. And I've really liked their last couple. The early stuff is good, but not great. Uh, but the last couple um, have been really exceptional, in my opinion. And uh, some great just moods and atmospheres, you know, being conjured there. And I'm going to play something off of my favorite one of theirs, which is the fourth album called Idoden. And that came out in April of 2014 through Nordvis Productions. Um, which coincidentally, back when Krigsgrove was signed to Bind Rune Recordings, uh, based out of Michigan, their kind of sister label for Europe was Nordvis. So uh, I always kind of perk up when I see Nordvis Productions. But um, this album is my favorite. It's got my favorite cover art, favorite production that they've had so far. The songs themselves are just really dark, and... Um, I love it. It's it's a great album that nobody really seems to talk about much, uh, both the band and the album. So yes, here we go. This is kind of a hidden gem, or at least I consider it to be hidden because I just don't hear people talk about this band much. But uh, off of their fourth album, Idoden, this is Skogen with Griff Denot.
we have it. That is Skogen from Sweden with Griftenot. Um, fantastic album. You know, there's a, a lot of you know campfire type vibes going on there, but um, it's it's really good. If you haven't checked it out, I, I really highly recommend it. Uh, all right, we're going back to Finland here. This is a five piece that's been going since um, 2017. And they're one that I just frankly had never heard of. And they had a very striking front cover because it was very different from what you would typically see, you know, from black metal bands. A lot of bright color and stuff like that. And it just caught my eye, so I checked it out and really enjoyed it. I have not checked out the first two albums yet. Um, as I said, they've put out three. The band's called Norhem, and that's N-O-R-R-H-E-M. And they put out records in 2018, 2020, and then the most recent one came out in May of 2022. So I'm going to play something off of that. It's called Elon Kera, and that came out through Spread Evil Productions. And it's a cool record. Like, it's kind of, I forget what they're listed as. They're not just like straight up black metal, but it's kind of like progressive black metal. Uh, and it's kind of meant to be like a mix it's a it's a cool blend that they have going on because they have a, some synthesizers that really add a lot um they have some real you know kind of full-on black metal moments and then they have these little like sections that you'll hear in this song especially where they just kind of rock out where it's just kind of a a real headbanging kind of rock and roll type beat that they'll kind of have going for a little while and then it'll just kind of transition back into something a little more extreme so it's kind of all over the place, but they do it pretty well. Um, I'm curious with the first two albums if they have that same approach or if this has been kind of a gradual, you know, build up to this style on, on the newest album. You know, I don't know yet. But uh, this album uh, definitely surprised me. I thought it was really cool. So here we go off of their third album, Elon Kera. This is Norham with Tuanen Vota.
All right, there we go. That was Norhem from Finland with Tuonen Vota. And that's really cool, right? <laughs> Am I right? No, I was very pleasantly surprised by that uh, that record. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so now I need to go back and listen to the first two and just kind of see if their style is, is roughly the same on those ones. Um, okay, we're going back to the USA here out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Four-piece that's been going since 2013, and I've been following them since their demo days, and that band is Cloak. And it's been pretty cool to see their trajectory, because um, the demo had been out for a while by the time I, f I first heard it, and then it was like right after I you know, bought like a digital download of the demo and was enjoying that, it was not long after that that they announced that they had gotten signed, um, and then they were releasing their debut full length, and then they've since, you know, been working on a second one, and now they're about to release their third one, so it's been pretty cool um, to kind of see how they've, you know, been building up all this popularity and uh, jumping on some big tours and stuff like that. Uh, but the band is Cloak. I may have mentioned that. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think I first heard them on Radio Fenris, which I sound like a broken record there, but it's true. There's a ton of bands that I listened to that I was first exposed to, you know, from that program. But yeah, this new one, um, it's called Black Flame Eternal, and it's coming out on May 26th uh, through Season of Mist. And like I said, that's their third album. But they've released uh, one single, and I think there's a, a music video to accompany it as well. But uh, it's good. I used to refer to them as like America's answer to tribulation. Um, kind of had that same kind of gothy kind of rock vibe, but still black metal, you know. And um, so their early stuff is definitely, you know, you can listen to that and instantly just say, wow, this is, just sounds like an American tribulation. But now they've kind of heavied it up. Like at, with each album, they're kind of uh, separating themselves, I'd say, from that comparison. So uh, this new song is excellent, very thick, uh, clear, heavy production, and um, yeah, I have high hopes. They've just kind of been on this steady rise uh, with, you know, the quality of stuff that they've been releasing, so definitely uh, looking forward to checking this out when it comes out. So again, the album comes out on May 26th, so here we go, off of the third album, Black Flame Eternal. This is Cloak with Invictus.
That is Cloak from Atlanta, Georgia with Invictus. Yeah, they definitely kind of sound like Tribulation mixed with Watain and yet heavier than both of those bands. They kind of have their own thing going on and it's just really good. They they sound very confident and um, they've kind of found their sound for sure. Um, all right, we're going to Norway here out of Bergen. It's Immortal. Everybody knows Immortal. They've been going since 91 used to be a three-piece and uh, it's kind of a one-piece now <laughs> so um, since Demonaz and Horg won you know the rights to the name they of course released uh, Northern Chaos Gods back in whenever that was I don't know uh, 2018 I think it was um, but since then there's been a dispute again and it's kind of shitty on the part of Demonaz because he went behind Horg's back and tried to just kind of apply for rights to the name for just solely for him. And when Horg found out about it, he, uh, you know, protested it. And I think he won because, you know, he, even though he's not an original member, he's been in the band since 96 and he's been kind of a key part of their output and success and stuff like that. So I believe the court ruled in Horg's favor so, as far as uh, I know, he is still not back in the band. Maybe he'll never be back in the band. So Demonaz carried on by himself here, and I guess he probably just has to pay um, Horg, you know, part of whatever they make off of this new album and any albums moving forward, I guess. But it's just Demonaz, and he used a few uh, session musicians. I think he used uh, old Ice Dale from uh, Enslaved on bass, and I think he was uh, the engineer as well who recorded it. And uh, the drummer is the drummer for Galsveerd, is uh, who I think they utilized uh, on this album. I haven't heard the album, of course. The album is called War Against All, and it's coming out on May 26th. It'll be their 10th album overall, and that's coming out through Nuclear Blast. And it was kind of a cryptic message on the uh, Immortal band page that they made it sound like they were going to be releasing the album just kind of out of nowhere on March 21st 
and it was like two days before and they were like you know be ready for war against all to be unleashed on march 21st and it was just like whoa wait what they haven't even hardly promoted this thing that would just be absurd to release it with no promotion um so i was hopeful that it would just be a single and it was it was the title track but the title track to me follows the exact same formula that the title track for northern chaos gods follows but it doesn't really bother me like it's it's definitely this is the opening cut from the album and uh, just like on northern chaos gods it's clear that he wants to kind of come out all guns blazing and just kind of go for that fast and chaotic style that you you maybe are used to from an album like battles in the north you know but it's a good song it's a solid tune um he, he sounds even more comfortable vocally and yeah it, it kind of wets the whistle and gets you ready for uh, for this full album so i have, of course will be checking it out when it comes out so here we go off of the upcoming album war against all this is immortal with war against all
Alright, that was Immortal with War Against All. Definitely hits hard and fast. Um, I expect this new album to be kind of like the last one where it's a kind of a mixed bag. Like, on the last album, the title track was really the only one that was like really fast and furious like that. And then all the rest of them were kind of uh, more mid-tempo. And then there's always one kind of slower, more epic one on there. But... In some recent interviews, uh, Demonaz said that he wanted to kind of get back to more of the fast and crazy immortal material like, you know, you heard on the first three albums. Um, so you never know. I don't know. Maybe it'll be faster songs. We'll see. Um, time to finish here. So um, I, of course, want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. Uh, if you want to tell somebody where they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app. And of course, uh, the entire catalog of episodes is on Spotify as well. So you can find it there and follow the podcast. And uh, any sort of critiques or feedback or requests or anything like that, anything you want to send to me, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, and of course, please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates or questions, like poll questions for you guys, the listeners, anything I need to get out to you, uh, it's going to be posted there. So please find and like the Facebook page so you don't miss out. And uh, as I said, the next album, next album, the next episode should be another kind of regular episode. Uh, I'll probably try to do a themed one every, you know, maybe five or six episodes or something like that. I kind of like mixing it up with the theme every once in a while. But yeah, the next several should be uh, some more normal ones here. So, thanks for being patient. You know, I like to get these things posted by Sunday night so people can listen on Mondays. But uh, this one's been delayed a couple days. Should be out uh, by Wednesday morning at the latest. Hopefully it'll post uh, tomorrow night. But, um, but yeah, I appreciate you bearing with me with the delay there. So, let's finish strong here. We're going to Sweden. This band existed from 1991 all the way until 2004 under the name Forlorn. And from 2004 to now, they have been known as Isol. And Isol is a band that uh, I kind of was steered towards by way of the band Arab Altor. And Arab Altor has a couple of members who are also in Isol. And... From what I could gather, um, this is more of just a melodic doom band, um, whereas, you know, Arab Altor kind of has a, a little bit more edge to it because they're trying to go for just this more rough and raw kind of Bathory worship, and um, this is much more, not grandiose, that's the wrong choice of words here, but this is just more epic and melodic. Um, the singer here is the guy who sang on the first couple of Arab Altor records, and then they switched. Like, nowadays, the other guy does the vocals for Arab Altor, but this guy still does the vocals for Isol, and he has the more kind of smooth and pretty voice of the two of them. Um, but they've released eight records up to this point. I have only heard the last couple, and they're good. And I think, as a whole... I don't even think Arab Altor's albums, you know, the last three or four or whatever, have been spectacular. 
But um, to me, the sweet spot is those first couple of Arab Altor records that have this guy doing the vocals, to me, are still my favorites, you know, of, of both bands. Um, but yeah, these guys have been putting out stuff since uh, since 05, and they typically don't go more than about three years uh, in between albums. Their last one was in 2019, and now uh, this newest one just came out on March 10th. Um, I could be mispronouncing this, but the newest album is, I believe, called Anesidora, A-N-E-S-I-D-O-R-A, Anesidora. Not quite sure the meaning of it, but I could be totally uh, pronouncing it wrong. But that was released on March 10th through Hammerheart Records. Because, of course, you know, as big of Bathory fans as they are, it would only make sense that they're on Hammerheart Records. Um... But I first heard this single, and uh, there was a music video with it, and thought it was excellent. So whenever the album came out, I, of course, checked it out, and it's really good. Um, as of now, it's on my list, my albums of the year for 2023. You never know, it could get bumped by the end of the year. But for now, um, I really thoroughly enjoyed it, and um, to me, it's some of their strongest material. Granted, I have not heard those first like four albums of theirs. I've only really heard the last half of their discography, but I would say that this is among their strongest stuff. Um, so yeah, this one, even though it was the first single that came out, it kind of remains one of the stronger songs to me from the album, so it's a good representation, so I'm going to play it now. So here we go. I expect to be back in less than two weeks, since I was a little late getting this one out. I'm not going to wait a full two weeks for the next one. I'll get it out on time. Um, so yes, until then, take care. And here we go, off of the eighth album, Anesidora. This is Isol from Sweden with The Songs of the Whales. Cheers.
find the 